This is Bo Buchanan, and this is another edition of On the Level. I'm here today speaking with Tim C. Tim, why don't you start out by by giving me the name of your home Blue Lodge uh, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. I am actually past master Tim C. from Kingston. Uh, we're recording. Yeah. Thank you, Grandpa Tyler. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, you, see you, you got an interview, bro. That's what makes you take care of me. <laughs> okay, well, that was, we tried to start. We're going to keep going. This is live. This is live uh, radio. I used to work in radio, so I say it's live. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and start. Introduce me. Your, tell me your name, the name of your home, Blue Lodge. Any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge, and then you can tell us your larger title. Okay, my name is Timothy R.C., and my uh, Blue Lodge in Arizona is King Solomon Lodge Number 14 considered to be one of the best lodges for right now. I am a past master also from that lodge. And you are here today in the capacity of Prince Hall visiting uh, Arizona Lodge number two. What's your Grand Lodge office? I am the most wishful Grand Lodge for Prince Hall, Arizona, Grand Master. You're the Grand Poobah, that's what we always say. (laughs) From Flintstones, I think that's what it was from. And I have a a lot of friends now back from uh, Chicago. I'm really from Chicago, and that's what they call me, the Grand Grand (laughs) Poobah. Now, this is a little bit off the record. You don't have to answer this, but you also do some event stuff in Arizona, right? I've seen you. I also own a uh, 501c3. uh, It's called Square and Compass. That's right. And uh, it's a benevolence to uh, charity, of course. And what we do is we raise funds. We get the community together, and we raise funds for different uh, uh, charities that we'd like to sponsor, a couple of them being uh, um, CAS, Central Arizona Shelter Center. Um, I got a certain amount of money that I need to give to them every year from Square Compass. And of course, it's a 501c organization, and it works out pretty well. And you guys, Don't you guys do a big dance connected to that? Sure. We have a couple of them that we do. We call the event, we call the Chocolate Party, and uh, <laughs> it's not all black <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got another one called the black and white yeah, the black and white we yeah. usually do that around new year's eve where we have to wear tuxedos and tails dressed up and, cool. and look nice uh the chocolate party is uh actually what it is so we we have chocolate there and you have to wear a shade of brown some type mm-hmm. of shade of brown but uh, i do get a lot of emails saying uh, can i come because i'm black <laughs> no it's not that <laughs> Also, we do a, a white party, and no, it's not all white for that. You have to dress white uh, for for that right. event, and it's supported pretty well. I've been doing that uh, over 10 years, and uh, I've brought the community together just by those events, and uh, I've donated to certain charities. Yeah, I see a lot of social media play, and when you guys do that, I always see a lot of it. I've wanted to go, but it's just never worked out for me yet. So, Well, uh, now you're invited since you right. said that. Uh, I'll be expecting you to come to the door, uh, but you don't have to pay for it. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's nice. Well, let's let's start out uh, talking a little bit about the interview. This I told you a little bit about this interview series. I want to find out a little more about you and your journey in masonry. So tell me, uh, when did, do you remember when you first heard of masonry? Yes, I actually heard of masonry from my dad. Um, I didn't know what it was, but uh, uh, my dad was originally from uh, Detroit, and as a young man, uh, he would always speak about the Masons. I didn't know what it was, but uh, he had a friend in Chicago who was a Mason, a 33rd Mason. Oh, wow. Didn't mean anything to me uh, at the time, but um, my dad showed them so much respect, and they had so much respect in the community. And uh, that was my first taste of even knowing what Masons were about. And uh, as I got older, uh, 15, 16 years old, um, they came up a little bit more, 
And when I went to college, I played as Kappa, and, you know, that word masonry came up again. Mm. But uh, I didn't take my adventure into masonry until I got a little older. So tell me a little bit about when did you first, you heard about it when you were real young, it came up again in Kappa. Tell me when you started maybe some active investigation and what that was like. Uh, actually, when I moved here to Arizona, uh, once I moved here in Arizona, I moved here in 2000, uh, coming from Chicago. I met a person who was a Mason. He had an emblem on his car. And I got to know him through some of the charity events and stuff like that. And he said, you should be a Mason. And uh, and that wasn't the first time that someone asked me to be that. Uh, and then I kind of took it to heart. I said, well, yeah, okay, what's it about? What's, what's, what's it really about? And uh, so uh, this person, um, he uh, he called me several times, um, and uh, I returned his call to show that I was interested, and uh, he got me an application. And that's how it all started. And when what what year was that? That was two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. So here we are, fourteen years later, and you're the Grand Master of the State of Arizona. That's correct. That's a that's a heck of a journey. So when you first so when you got that petition, how long did it take from when you got that to when you actually joined the lodge? Uh, two thousand. I was raised in two thousand four. I was raised in two thousand four. I got the application in two thousand three, and I was so first, year April April fifteenth of two thousand four. You remember when you got when you that's the day you were raised? Yeah, that was the day I was raised, and that was something I would never ever forget. What was the so you you over you know the, the arching story I always hear from Masons is over a period of years they hear about Masonry and gradually learn about it. it seems to be a common theme. What was the draw? What kept pulling you forward and kept you interested in wanting to pursue it? Well, when I first got into Masonry, of course, uh, when we all knew Master Masons, it's all new. But what I did see was the joining of brotherhood. Uh, it was really special to me. It was something I thought that I can offer uh, to the craft. And uh, and it was really special to me. I mean, really special to me. And I took that to heart. Uh, now, uh, of course, I've only been a Mason uh, 12, 13 years, 12 years, officially 12, 13 years. Um, but uh, I was steadfast. And I believed in what was given to me. And I took it to heart. And my ability, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. And I gave it 100. I gave it a serious 100. And anyone that came behind me, I make sure that they did 100. So uh kind of rose up through the ranks kind of fast, uh, as they would say, but I was I was steady. I, I proved myself. Uh, they said, yeah, you have to prove proficiency, and I was on proficiency. Uh, but the knowledge that I got from the older past grandmasters, which kind of remind me uh, of my dad, even though he wasn't a mason, but the ideas and the terms that uh, that, that he used, it became special to me, really special. Are there, your dad wasn't a Mason, you said, neither was mine, but my grandfather was. Mm -hmm. Did you have any other Masonic history in your family that you know of? Not that I know of. My my family's line is short. Uh, uh, it was my dad, uh, he's passed, he passed away in 2006, and I had my brother, he passed away in 2010. Oh. My mom passed 13 days after that, so that was the end of my family line, but I do... I do have a son and a daughter, um, um, Tim Jr., and my daughter, Lori, who just became a nurse. Uh, and they're in Florida and Atlanta City. And I uh, know my son does not want to be a Mason. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not There's yet. still time. Um, how has Masonry changed your life, if it has? Well, 
let me tell you this from the start. Uh, masonry has taught me a lot. Um, it taught me how to pe speak to people. It taught me how to work with people as, as in a group environment. Uh, it has taught me how to uh, communicate. But the main thing it's taught me is to give. It, it has taught me to give. Now, I do truly feel that I'm blessed in life, and I give my blessings away because uh, I can't take it with me, and I give it nope. away. <laughs> I, I, I give it away. I will give you the shirt off my back. So did you start your 501c3s after you became a Mason? I will, yes. Yes, I did. I started okay. the 501c square and compass. I started uh, when I was virtual master in, in the in the lodge, so it was more of a so social group. But the social group of square and compass grew so big, I had to make, I had to incorporate it, because you know with IRS they like they like to see things. Uh, so once I incorporated, then uh, I moved along. I got the 501c3 uh, for Square and Compass. So I took that training and knowledge that I did from the Blue House side, and when I became a Grand Lodge officer, I got the 501c for the Grand Lodge. Mm. Yeah, so Which one's the Grand Lodge 501c3? It's, it's the uh, Prince Hall Foundation. Prince Hall Foundation. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. You mentioned it upstairs. That's, that's, that's right. right. Okay. And now Foundation. And now so, Foundation. That's correct. <laughs> um, are there any Masons that, that stand out to you that have kind of been a, a, a beacon of light or an example for you to follow? Uh, well, my past Grand Masters, um, they really took me by the hand. It wasn't uh, that my past Grand Master, just like past Grand Master Brent, um, he took me by the hand, and uh, our past Grand Master Wold, who just passed away, um, just he was really, really close to me, and he taught me uh, a lot about masonry, also how to conduct business, also your parents, he taught you about family, and he also taught you about charity, um, and he just passed away, and what we did is we just named our Grand Lodge building after um, oh, past wow. Grand Master Harold Wolder. And we'll be doing a dedication, and you're invited. Thank you. It'll be uh, May 5th uh, at, at the Grand Lodge building on 6035 South 24th Street. And I expect to see you there, Bo. I'll be there. <laughs> I am there. You know, as you're telling me about what he taught you, something that strikes me about masonry that's missing a lot in society is what you're talking about is he taught you how to be a man in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, my dad left when I was real early, not that he didn't have some influence on me, but a lot of young men lose that. There's not the opportunity. We get busy in society. And I think that's one of the things that masonry has to offer. Um, what is it that you're involved now? You're, next year, is, you're going to you do a one-year term? It's actually a three-year term. Oh, there's, wow. a, there's an election every year, though. Okay. Yeah, so it's a possibility I may do one year. But you could do three years. Yes. The, the term is uh, by our Constitution is three years. Okay. What, what's beyond, or actually before we get there, what's your, every Grand Lodge officer, actually Grand Master usually has some kind of plan for his year, his term, or some projects and things he wants to get done. What's on your plate? Well, I actually, uh, before I came Grand Master, as I was thinking, well, maybe I'll become a Grand Master, I started making plans prior. And my plan was a 10-year stretch of what I seen in my vision of, of how I wanted uh, Prince Hall uh, to go. And one of them was the 501c3, which is, I have incorporated now. So I've made uh, our Grand Lodge, in my vision, is 50% masonry and 50% business. 
And if you don't handle the business, we won't have masonry. Right. So I, I, I tend to those goals, and, and I've gotten uh, – That's year one. You already did the big one year one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. might have two years left. Yeah, 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 I'll have two years left. But I have a good uh, Grand Lodge uh, staff and support. And what I see now is uh, because they believe uh, my younger face, I have the younger Masons, they're really coming to me. They say, well, Tim, you're doing things that's in our generation. You know, right. I've I've turned the whole building to Wi-Fi. You know, <laughs> we can we can do communication by, 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 by TV and monitors. And, uh, you know, our thermostat, I can turn the air on. Uh, just just updating things that that uh, it's normal to our generation, not right. to the past generation, but it's normal. To us. You get that at home nowadays. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I did a I did a lecture called uh, Update, and uh, and I started out by saying, yeah, how many of us remember the black and white TVs? I sadly do. <laughs> yeah, well, most of them most of them raised their hand. I says, well, we had to update. Now we're up to HD. You know, and this is the generation that I'm running to. I'm I'm running in HD. I want that 1080. Right. So uh, we we have to keep up, or we will get left behind. So we have to progress in in our way of thinking and our abilities to make money to give away for charity. Of course, we want to save something to take care of our buildings and things of that nature. But if we budget and plan, we'll be able to be successful. And my motto is: this generation should make it for the next generation. Save the next generation something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What uh, on, on a personal level, what do you see after you know if you serve three years? What's the future of masonry hold for you? Is there any um, plan or growth prospect or things you want to focus on or anything like that? Well, I truly believe now I'll be stuck. I am stuck for life. <laughs> stuck in masonry. Yes, and one way I say that because the five hundred one C is. Um, was constructed by me, and uh, the policies and procedures were things that, of course, is going to change, but these things that uh, they look for me to continue on. That's your baby. That's it. So as I come out of the seat, I'll still be the chairman of the 501c3 Foundation. Sure. And uh, they don't want to give that up. They say, well, make it grow and and do what you do. And But the biggest part is the training of others, you know, for things that I, I, I don't know. Uh, and I hope the generation behind me can pick up on that and expand on of what I know. Uh, but I'm pretty feel familiar with the 501c3. I have a fat brother that's been also helping me out uh, for things that need to be done with the IRS. And in the state of Arizona, it is almost impossible now to get a 501c3 because of all the scrutinies from the past that they have. And so they really check on the 501c3. It's serious business. Now, um, you can make money, you can give away a lot of money, but there's a lot of rules and regulation that needs to be obtained. What would you say to uh, Masons who might, you know, maybe they're listening to this uh, 50, 100 years from now, uh, either Masons or those who are curious about Masonry, what would you say to them? Um, 100 years from now? Yeah. Uh, I I would hope that it's documented and, and like you're doing right now, Bo, as for historical things. I want the uh, older Masons, uh, younger then, but to pull up that history and say, wow, this is what Bo did, this is what Tim did, this is what they did, and they did some historical things, and we need to preserve that. It's like the old saying with uh, Martin Luther King said that I have a dream, and that was one of my dreams is to make sure that this prints all masonry and masonry in itself extend into the future way beyond anyone. 
Now, I've had some uh, older Masons tell me that uh, after them, there'll be no more. And uh, my answer was that, well, we were there way before you, and uh, they'll be taken care of, we'll be there way after you. But I have seen that uh, Masonry make men better men. It does. Make good men better men. And the collaborations of uh, different uh, uh, Masonry, such as Prince Hall and Arizona Grand Lodge, and what I've come to the conclusion is we're all Mason brothers. Yep, that's that true. We're all Mason brothers. Any uh, last parting thoughts? Well, Bo, uh, you've uh, dedicated some things to me. I expect you to be at the next event. I expect I you to be, be at uh, my Grand Lodge session in May. And as always, uh, in you said May, May 5th, 3rd, right? It's, yeah, May 5th through the 7th. All right. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to me today. I enjoyed the time with you, and now uh, we are uh, eternally attached by the hip. You are my Masonic brother, and I love you. Thank you, brother. I love you, too. All right.